Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it, and allow it to transform our lives because it's powerful and it takes us where we need to go. The Word of God takes us where we need to go. We really end up following the thoughts that fill our minds and fill our hearts, and we've got to be careful what we put in. Because what the values and the teachings, the ideas that we allow into our heart will determine the direction of our life. And you know, there's a lot of temptation to go the wrong way. So that's why we get here every day and talk about the Word of God every day and get into the Word of God every day. It's a discipline. And when we make this commitment and follow through with this, it changes our life. So let's get right into this morning's message as we want to talk about things Jesus said, radical things he said. And I'd like to share something this morning that really is radical. Jesus was having a discussion with the Samaritan woman. Now, the Samaritan women were, the Samaritans were people the Jews didn't like. They didn't get, they saw them as traitors. Uh, There's extreme nationalism back in those days, shall we say. And the Samaritans were, they were bad people. They didn't want anything to be a part of them. And here they, Jesus was walking through Samaria. And not only that, he's thirsty and he's out at a well and a woman comes by. And that's kind of the second thing, because in that day, men and women didn't have much interaction with one another in any private setting like that. And add to that, she was not a good woman. She was a, uh, she'd been involved in and was continuing to be involved in a great deal of immorality. She undoubtedly felt rejected, had been rejected. She would have been considered not a holy person, and Jesus was a holy person. He was the Messiah. And so she comes out for this, to get this water, and he asks her for a drink. And she says, well, if you knew what type of person I was, and you're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan, if you knew who I was, you wouldn't be asking me for a drink. Wouldn't it be defiling to you? And Jesus says, well, if you knew who I was, you'd ask me for living water. And they have this discussion back and forth about how's he going to draw this water and what is it. But he begins to say things to her that convinces her that he is more than just a stranger walking by, that he's a prophet, that he knows things. And they get into a discussion about worship. And she says to him, our fathers say we can worship here. You Jews say we've got to worship down in Jerusalem. And notice what Jesus says. He tells her that an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Now, there's there's an awful lot in this verse. There's the idea of worshiping in spirit. What does that mean? The idea of worshiping in truth. What does that mean? In our day, we think that all that matters is that you worship anything. We're often told uh, people say, well, things like his faith will save him. And we don't talk about the object of your faith. In humanism, people say that all that matters is you have faith in something. You can have faith in God, faith in yourself, faith in your higher power, 
faith in some idol, faith in anything, and that's considered virtuous. Whereas Jesus says we've got to have faith and worship God in truth. You can't make up ideas about you want, what you want God to be like. People are trying to change God into, into their own image. We call that idolatry. We can't worship God just however we want. We can't figure just do whatever we want, any idea about God, any old way we want. One of the great treasures of the evangelical faith and of the scriptures, the understanding is that we can have a personal relationship with God. But with many people today, that means that I can make God out and do whatever I want. I don't have to submit to scripture. I don't have to really submit to God. I can have this personal thing with God, and he can be whatever I want him to be. That's not what it means to have a personal relationship with God. It means that we have this to personal relationship. We know his love. We love him. But it doesn't mean we remake him into our own image. We must worship him in truth, as Jesus says here. And we must worship him in spirit. What does that mean? So many religions, it's all based on the outward. It's all based on you doing it in the right way, the right position. Are you in the right place? Major religions of the world, you've got to take a pilgrimage to certain locations. You've got to bow in certain ways and a certain time and say certain ways. And it's all this external worship. And Jesus, when he talked about one of the other great sayings of his that we'll see later in this series, but he says, he's talking about being born again. He says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. We must worship him in spirit. The, 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 The time is now. We don't have to go to Jerusalem to worship him. I might add it's a pretty cool trip to go there and see where Jesus walked and all. But we don't have to, we, we don't have to, we can worship him in Columbus. I'm in my basement right now. I can worship him here. You can worship him right where you're at. You don't have to go to some special place. You don't even have to go to a temple or church or synagogue or anything of this nature. We worship him in spirit. We worship him in spirit. This is what the true worshipers do. And we find out also, we see here that Paul spoke about this type of worship. When he says this, I urge you, therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. That's how we do it. We, we, we don't have to be in a worship service. We don't have to be doing worship. We don't have to be singing worship songs. True worship is spiritual. And it's 24-7. We offer our bodies to God. And we see that all that we do, everything we do, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, everything. I want you to think through your schedule right now. What do you do in life? Do you go to work? Do you go to school? That should be an act of worship. It should be dedicated to God. You've given him your body to serve him at this time, to be worshiping even then. Do you eat? Is that an act of worship? Do you sleep? Is that an act of worship? Do you work out? Do you have conversation with people? Do you you partake in entertainment? All of these things are intended to be acts of worship. 
all of these things in and of themselves are 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 neither good nor bad. They are sanctified. They're made holy as we offer our bodies to God as a living sacrifice to Him. I want you to think of everything you do, and I and ask yourself: Is this an act of worship? And it can. We make we who are Christians who have the Spirit of God living in us. We offer to God our bodies. This is our spiritual service of worship. And what this does, it takes the mundane things of life and it makes them holy. It says that when I go to work, this is a calling of God and I'm to do it as unto the Lord. When I go to school, this is a calling of God and I'm to do it as unto the Lord. I don't separate out my spirituality during that time. and My spirituality is only on Sunday and this is my secular life. When Whatever I do, Whatever I do is to be dedicated unto the Lord. And of course, that might mean you might not do some of the things you do. If you're doing, there are some things that are unholy that you're not to be doing. But whatever you do, that it's not mundane. It's not unholy. It's to be holy. When you go grocery shopping, when you drive through the traffic, when whatever you do, it's to be holy as unto the Lord. This is your spiritual service of worship. But what I wanted to really get to today is back here in this verse in John 20, John 4, verse 24. Such people, the Father, those who worship will worship in spirit and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. That's a pretty amazing statement to me. God is seeking something. God is who has everything, who rules the universe, who, who he's got a cat on a thousand hills, he's got the stars of the sky, but God is seeking something. What is he seeking? He seeks those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. He wants that. My friends, you and I can Honor that you know, we pray that God would answer our prayers. This is something that we can do for the Lord. He wants something and we can give it to Him. We can be true worshipers. Those who worship are making a declaration that, that Jesus is of ultimate worth, the Father's of ultimate worth. I like to think of worship, the word comes from worth. It's a de- declaration. He is of ultimate worth. He's valuable. He's important. That's why we declare the things we do. That's why we do the things we do. And all of our life, every day, all the time, should be a declaration. When I go to school, when I go to work, when I eat, when I sleep, when I walk about, when I lie down, when I rise up, all that I do, I should be making a declaration. What really matters in life is God. What's really the most important is God. And that is true worship. Now, some people tell me on campus, I have people say, wow, God must have a big ego that he wants to be worshiped. And if you don't worship him, he sends you to hell. What kind of a God is that? And I would say, you must have a pretty big ego to not want to worship him because you're going to worship something. And the people who chafe at the idea of worshiping God it's probably because they're worshiping something else and they have an idol, and that idol is usually themselves. They don't want to worship God because they want to be declaring, I am of ultimate worth. 
or they are of ultimate worth. They are the ones who are really important. All worship is saying, it's a declaration with my words, with my life, with my choices, with my attitudes. In every area, it's saying God is the most important. God is of ultimate worth. Let's understand, that's what worship is. Yes, when we sing in church, worship songs, we're worshiping God. But please, please don't think that worship is is only those minutes that we sing in church on Sunday. Worship is our whole life. And that's the type of person the Father seeks. He, that's what he wants. You and I, we can be that person. We can be the, the what he, we can be what he's seeking. What an awesome calling. What a high calling. Friend, don't settle for anything less. Father in heaven, we praise you today. We give you worship. We declare that you're of the greatest value. You're the most important. There's nothing, no one, no thing, including us, more valuable, more exalted, more worthy than you. And so we worship you in spirit and truth. Help us to understand more and more every day who you really are, that we would worship the true God and not false ideas that that our minds have been distracted or polluted or misunderstood who you really are. Might we grow in the knowledge of our Father and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that we would worship you, we offer our bodies to you today, that we might worship you in spirit. This is our spiritual service of worship. Every day, all day, everywhere we go, everything we do, everything we say, might we be aware Increase our sensitivity that we're, we're your children, we're your followers, and we want to honor you and show to the world and shine brightly what a great God you are. We love you. We bless you. We give you this day to be worshipers of the true God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. I love the word. And you know what else I really enjoy? I enjoy praying about it. I don't know many other channels on YouTube that talk about the Word and pray about it. Some pray, some talk. We try and do both here. And so I'm glad you're along with me. And it's important we talk about the Word and that we pray about the Word. And I suggest it's important we do it every day. So if you're new, welcome. I hope you'll subscribe to the channel. I hope you join us. Make a commitment. Make a discipline to be here every day. It'll pay off little by little. Get a little bit better every day a little bit more godly every day, just a little bit more every day. It'll make a big difference before you know it. Those of you who are here regularly and who have made that commitment, thank you. I love you. So glad to have you along. So glad that you are giving me the privilege, and it is a privilege, to be sowing the truth of God's Word into your life. I'm grateful for that opportunity. Until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, and fill you with grace. Remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So don't let anyone take it from you. God bless you. See you tomorrow.